Shalom Alechem. Peace and health upon all listening. Shalom to the elect scattered abroad and the strangers who are attached by Hasamak, and whom we believe and declare to the esteem of our father Yahuwah. Hasamak, who is our sovereign and master, Yahushua HaMashiach, the word made flesh, the son of Elohim. Welcome to Bread and Wine. Shalom, shalom, everyone. So today we'll be talking about righteousness. And the first statement um, that I actually want to say is perfection is achievable. Perfection is achievable. It is? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> it actually is. Are you trying to tell me when somebody say <clears throat> nobody's perfect that's that's not a true statement yeah that's uh that's incorrect according to scripture it's incorrect that when someone says nobody is perfect that is a lie from hashatan that is a lie from the devil so who was who was <clears throat> perfect in the scripture i got it right here there was a man in the land of uts whose name was job and that man was perfect and straight and one who feared Elohim and turned aside from evil. Evil. That's Job 1 and 1. Uh, I got another one. You know, two or more witnesses, every matter be established. Okay, I got you. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to go to New Testament on y'all. There was the days, excuse me, the Barakadashah. There was the days of Herodias, the sovereign of Yehuda or Judah, a certain priest named Zachariah. Of the division of Abiyah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth or Elisheba. And they were both righteous before Elohim, blameless, walking in all the commands and righteousness of Yahuwah. That's Luke 1 5 through 6. Then also I got one more because <clears throat> with the things that Yahuwah tells us, these are things that he knows that we can accomplish. He's not going to give us an impossible task. That wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense. That would be setting us up for failure. So, therefore, be perfect as your father in the Shemaim or the heavens is perfect. That's Matthew 5 and 48. So, you got three witnesses right here saying that perfection is a goal perfection is achievable and perfection was actually completed and done correct and commanded and commanded well that's why i said the goal yeah. oh yeah sorry sleek guy yeah so that's so yahoo um, go ahead uh somebody bring out again what righteousness is according to scripture okay so uh Zadak or Zadik is from the Strong's Concordance H6664. And it is meaning hitting the mark. It's, this describes righteousness. Um, it's the need or the desire to chase for the focal point of the door. That's just a, a little thing that I, I saw concerning it, concerning the letters. Uh, that's not to say necessarily what those letters and characters actually mean. Um, 
that's just how uh, I saw it and just get an understanding of the letters. But you're hitting the mark. So this is righteous. This is righteousness. This is perfection. What you got, Aki? Aki Natsar? A couple more verses on. Is perfection attainable? This is Genesis 6 and 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and a and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with Elohim. This is Deuteronomy 18 and 13. You shall be perfect with Yahuwah Elohecha, which is your Elohim. Deuteronomy 32 and 4. As he is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, and ale of truth, and without iniquity, just and right is he. So being perfect is being without iniquity. This is uh, Yovelim, or Jubilees, 23 and 10. For Avraham was perfect in all his deeds with Yahuwah, and well-pleasing in righteousness all the days of his life. And behold, he did not complete four jubilees in his life when he had grown old by reason of the wickedness and was full of his days. So we see that righteousness is is in equal reignings with perfection. So does anyone know exactly according to scripture what righteousness is? Well, you gave the definition of Sadiq. You you gave the definition of Sadiq. But, um, you know, some people might say, because it says, you know, to aim for a mark, right? Mm -hmm. So what would that mark be? So um, uh, to answer that, I would go to Deuteronomy 6, Devarim 6. I'm going to start at uh, verse 24. And Yahuwah commanded us to do all these statutes to fear Yahuwah Eloheinu for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we guard to do all these commandments before Yahuwah Eloheinu as he has commanded us today. So we can see just by looking at that one verse that what makes us righteousness, our righteousness is coming from the instructions that Yahuwah gave to us, the Torah. So, as we just learned, that righteousness, being perfect, means to be without iniquity. So you're basically saying right now that we're able to keep all the laws and successfully not fall into sin. That would be correct. Right. And all the reason I asked that, and I, of course you know I was being sarcastic with it but at the end of the day I asked that question because it's the common thought that oh I'm going to mess up at the end of the day I'm going to mess up so I just know I can you know what I'm saying I can bounce back from it but if you continue to tell yourself that in your mind already you failing yourself because if you're not you the way you speak about yourself tells a lot about what you believe about yourself. So if you're telling yourself, oh, I know I'm going to mess up eventually, rather than, oh, I know I can make it to the end and endure, which is funny because that's something we were just talking about. But if I know if I can endure and do these commands, which is not grievous to us 
that's found in the New Testament, but that's really just a follow-up of what was already written in the Old Testament. I'm bringing it up. So you got um, Yahukana, 1 John 5, verse 3. It says, For this is the love of Allahim. We spoke about this in some prior in a prior episode, but it, it just lets you know we all to, it all comes back to the same thing. For this is the love of Allahim, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. So, meaning that we're able and capable to do his commands. And I follow that up with Deuteronomy chapter 30. And it reads, starting at verse 10. It says, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of Yahuwah, the Elohim, to keep his commands and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if thou turn unto Yahuwah, the Elohim, with all thine heart and with all thy soul, for this is the commandment which I command thee today, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. And it ends in verse 15 ends with, See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. So doing and practicing these commandments which we just read which Aki Caleb just brought out in Davarim 6.25 that that is what righteousness is is good for your life at the end of the day we gotta know it's all about surviving and living at the end of the day you wanna you can't make it to the kingdom if you die early everlasting one of my mores spoke a great proverb and that was that everlasting life doesn't start after you die Starts, starts now. You, starts now when you make a change in your mind. So, <clears throat> one thing I um, wanted to bring up is going to go and land back on love. And because one thing that Isaiah 51 and 7 says, it says, listen to me, you who know righteousness so even though it's a comma i'm just going to break that down real quick so yahoo is saying for us to listen to him those who know righteousness so there is a knowing of what righteousness is and it says a people whose heart is my torah is my instructions do not fear the reproach of men nor be afraid of their revilings so in terms of love our heart has to be in this. Your heart has to love his commands. Um, that's so actually so. It's 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 not just enough to do the commands if you're just going through the motions. No. Uh-uh. Oh yeah, I'm keeping Shabbat. I, I'd rather be watching TV right now, but I'm keeping Shabbat. I, I rather would not really be at service right now. I'd rather be, but you know, I'm keeping Shabbat. Yeah, I'm. I'm not you know, messing with these women like I used to. I mean, that's the only reason why I'm doing it because I don't want to go to hell. But, you know, I'm not doing it, you know. Yeah, I'm not eating pork, but, you know, the only reason why I'm not eating that pork chop sandwich right now is because he said I can't do it. Can't believe he got that law. See, if you're going through it like that, 
that's not that you can't do it like that. You are, you have to actually genuinely want and desire to keep his commandments. Because at the end of the day, number one, it's, it's for your good. But number two, how can you honestly say that you love him, but you hate the stuff he told you to do? Like, uh, love the uh, stranger and the and the poor, and we know the stranger are the love your neighbor. Love your neighbor, and we know that uh, the stranger are the other nations. So, supposed to love them, you know, because Yahuwah says that uh, it's righteousness for us to to do these things. Also, to love our enemy, to love those that what Mashiach said. Pray for those who hurt you and curse you. You know, even when you give and help your enemy, it's what? It's like uh it's like hot coals on top of their head. But but you not putting those hot coals on top of their head, you still showing love and you still being obedient to the Father and showing righteousness. You're showing this, you're acting it, you're doing it. So yeah, I just wanted to insert that real quick. I want to land back real quick on what Caleb just said about doing the commandments by going through the motions or whatever. It's we speak on um, righteous. We discussing this righteousness. We uh, know that in the scriptures it says that Abraham was deemed righteous through his belief, as some would say, through his faith. When he said going through the motions and not truly desiring what the Father has given to us for our benefit, for our good in our life, you're missing out on the whole point of it, the whole thing in the first place. If you doing it, the Romans, uh, Shaul speaks it on this lot in the New Testament. When you're doing the law in that manner, you're only building up a debt. And it's a debt in the, in the sense of, okay, I'm doing this, so you got to give me this because I'm technically doing this. Instead of it rather being, I love your word, I love your will, I love the life and 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 success and and prosperity that's going to come from all this by doing you by doing all these things and I believe in you so much from what you said what come from this that I'm going to do it rather than it just being like Caleb said oh well I'm doing this so this not going to happen to me those who worship the father must worship him in spirit and in truth so there's a letter of the law, then there's the spirit of the law. But when it says to worship him in spirit and truth, what that means is you're worshiping him by his spirit, you leading him with all rightful desire. And in truth, meaning it's in accordance with his word, because is it in Tehillim where it says your word is truth? Mm-hmm. So, um, but this um, connects to what Caleb has said in regards to Deuteronomy, was it 6 and 25? Yeah. This is 2 Samuel 22 and 31. As for Elohim, his way is perfect. The word of Yahuwah is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust him. 22 and 33. Elohim is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. 1 Kings 8 and 61. Let your heart therefore be perfect with Yahuwah Elohim, to walk in his statutes and to guard his, and to guard his commandments as at this day. Um, chapter 11, 4. For it came to pass when Shalomai was old that his woman turned away his heart after other Elohim, and his heart was not perfect mm-hmm. with Yahuwah Eloheinu, as was the heart of Dawid his father. All right. Oh, you done? My fault. My fault. Go ahead. I got about 
three more. Oh, yeah, yeah, my fault. Chapter 15, verse 3. And he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him. And his heart was not perfect with Yahuwah Elohinu as the heart of David, his father. 15 and 14. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Akkad's heart was perfect with Yahuwah all his days. 2 Kings 20 and 3. I beseech you, O Yahuwah, remember now how I have walked before you in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in your sight. And Yahuwah wept sore. There is a connection between uh, perfection and righteousness, and they are connected to doing what he commanded us to do, which is the will of the Father, which is his law. One thing uh, before Aki Yahu Kesit go, he spoke, uh, Aki Nasiyahu just brought out that his word has been tried. It's proof in the pudding. At the end of the day, you do these things, you going to see the benefit from it. Proof in the pudding. You not you, yeah. you do the opposite. You going to see the you going to keep, you know, so you going to get what you going to get from it. At the end of the day, he said, "I'm going to let them the father, I can't remember the exact scripture, but he said, "Hey, look. I'm going to leave them. I'm going to let y'all do what y'all want to do, see what y'all outcome going to be. Since y'all don't want to do what I want to do, I'm going to let y'all do what y'all want to do and see 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 how far you get with it." It's it when you try this stuff, it's plenty of psalms saying how like, like like he said, his word is truth. His Torah is perfect. His judgments are straight. All these things. So it's it's not just opinion based at this point. It's it's fact. You know what I'm saying? A, a nut statistic show, I would say like that, that it's a fact. So let's let's just go ahead and and make this assumption. Can we make the assumption right now that righteousness and perfection are in essence the same thing? Ken. Ken. Okay. So that means yes. I was I was coming here. I was coming to Proverbs. <laughs> I was coming to Proverbs looking for a specific scripture. And I just I have uh the Sefer app on my phone. So I, I typed in righteous and all these verses came up with righteous righteousness. And I'm looking at them. And we've already established that our righteousness is following Torah. Now let me add this really quick. Most of the time when we say Torah, we translate it as law, right? And that is a translation. But one of the things, because we I, we speak English, all right? I understand that we were trying to get to the Hebrew, and, but we speak English. That's the language that we understand. So when we say law, something very specific comes to our mind, which is why a lot of us do treat it as this checklist. Well, I did this, I did this, I didn't do this. But Torah, the definition also can be translated as instructions. Now, instructions can be treated like a checklist too. But if you are saying, this is, this is the path I'm working for my life, right? This is what I need to do. This is, this is my plan for life. These are my instructions on how to live my life. It's a manual. It's more of a manual than it is just a checklist. You see what I mean? So perfection is not necessarily you being errorless. Right. It's not being errorless. It doesn't mean that you're not going to one day make a right turn. You probably should have made a left. That's not what it's talking about when it says perfection. It is talking about you intentionally. Purposefully 
following the manual that Yahuwah has given you to live your life with your whole heart. When you do that, go to the book of Proverbs and the Sefer app or any app that lets you search a specific word in the script in the Bible. Google. Google. The book of Proverbs Bing. for righteous and just see all the things that happen both predominantly on this side because that's what the book of Proverbs is probably talking about. Yahuwah not to suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, right? But he cast away the substance of the wicked. That's 10.11. The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. 10.16. The labor of the righteous tends to life, the fruit of, of the wicked to sin. Let's skip down a little bit. Bars. Let's go 12.7. The wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the righteous stand forever, shall stand forever. We all remember King David. We all remember Moses. How many of y'all really truthfully remember King Manasseh like that? Or, the, or how many? That, oh, that's the first guy that pops in my mind when I think of the Bible, King Manasseh. Or Jerubabel. Yeah. So, yo, you, you gotta, you gotta, that's, it can't just be a checklist. This has to be something that you're treating as a manual and that you are genuinely trying to do from your heart, not just because, well, I got to do this. You know, Nasar came up with a point, uh, being true or spirits of Ruach and in truth, spirit and in truth. You came up with a point too, in terms of, I'm going to get to it though. Um, once again, this, in terms of the instructions that Yahuwah gives us, Yahuwah is looking at the matter of your heart. If you are saying, once again, he knows my heart. He knows it. So even though I'm instructed to keep the Shabbat, even though I'm instructed to love my neighbor as myself, yeah, that that doesn't necessarily mean what I what you say it means. You know, you might think that the neighbor is is other people out here and not just Israel. You know, you may say the Shabbat is on Sunday and I say it's on Saturday. You know, um certain things I can't do because I'm not in the land. One thing that you have to understand, once again, in terms of what scripture said, that the heart is desperately wicked. It's desperately. And we need a change of heart. In terms of what you say, I can, in terms of the uh, Barak Kadashah, the thing that's new about it is that the instructions will be written on our heart. So therefore, there has, a, there has to be a change. There's got to be a change somewhere. Also, what I keep Caleb said, I'm a, it kind of hit me for real, was violence covers the mouth of the wicked. So, once again, this is a self-examination of our of ourselves. And what you're teaching. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> what you're teaching, what you encourage, what you keep silent about, what you don't speak up about 
So I'm gonna go here, right? Um, well, I just want to add something uh, to really quick what you oh, said. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, give me one second. So I'm gonna start Romans eight twenty four. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then we then do we have then I'm sorry, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Ruach also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Ruach itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. This is not talking about going abadabadabada. That's not what it's talking about. But it's all another conversation. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Ruach because he makes intercession for the Kodashim according to the will of Elohim. Set apart ones. All right. So I wanted to bring that out really quick because when he's saying the heart, our culture says that the heart is your emotions, Right. And while that is also true of the scripture, it is also talking about your mind. So it's also talking about your thoughts. It's your not heart, just how you feel. Hold it's on. also what you're thinking. So your heart and your mind are linked together? In scripture, yes. Are they separate in any type of way? According to scripture. So they can, you can, let's say, read it and tell which direction it's going. Mm-hmm. But to them, it's the same thing. It, because if if I am... Like, let's say for a lot of Christians who, let's say, still celebrate Christmas. And then when you say, hey, you know, you're bringing all this stuff. Well, I'm doing it because this is, but he knows my heart. So their thing is because I love, they believe that they they have this feeling towards him that that's okay for what they're doing. But their mind, everything that they're doing is focused on this holiday. And a lot of them aren't even really doing it for him. They're just throwing him in there. Mm. Right? So... They might have a feeling for him, but that feeling, it's almost like the same thing, let's say a person who, a single father. Mm-hmm. I love my kid. I'm sorry, not a single father, a person who, a dad who's not with their son. I love my kid, but they're not doing nothing for the kid. They don't go see him. They don't visit him. They don't pay. They don't do nothing. They just completely abandon him. But I love him. Well, how, but you're not doing anything. You see what I mean? Your, your mind is not on them. You're not making any conscious decisions for them. You see what I mean? Mm. So then for your heart isn't even in it. Your heart's not even in it. Dang. But even though you might have that feeling. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to bring that out that when, when you're talking about the heart, it's not just solely about your feelings. It's about also your mind and what you do. Because a lot of people might say, well, I have a feeling for the Torah, but I'm not keeping it. I feel like I should be doing keeping Shabbat and not eating pork. But, you know, that pork chop sandwich, man. They have a zeal for yeah, they, the Father, but not according to proper scripture or righteousness. Yeah. So, um, I got seven principles for seeking the kingdom of Yahuwah and its righteousness. Um... Uh, you mentioned in that last virtue read will. Can uh, we say what the will of the Father is? We should clearly define that. Yeah. And I have something so that we can define what wickedness is as well. 
one thing we want to do for certain is make sure that everyone listening has an understanding, a clear understanding what's good, what's righteous, what's pleasing, what's perfect versus what's displeasing, what's wrong, what's evil, what's bad. Funny part is that wasn't even the scripture I was looking for. <laughs> yes. What'd you find? It's like, your law, I delight to do your will, something like that. Yes, it's going to be in Psalms. I don't have the, the specific Psalm, you know, uh, but I know that's in Psalms. Give me a second. Because you read it all the time. I delight to do your will, O Elohim, your Torah is within my heart. Mm-hmm. There we go. So the will of the Father is this Torah. Now let's see what wickedness is. This is uh, Deuteronomy uh, 9 and 18. And I fell down before Yahuwah as at the first, 40, night, 40 days and 40 nights. I did neither eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which ye sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of Yahuwah to provoke him to anger. Sin and wickedness is the same thing. Was it, uh, is it First John 3 and 4 where it says sin is transgression of the law? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. Sin and wickedness are the same thing. If you're doing wickedly, you're sinning. If you're sinning, you're doing wickedly. Now, let's see what that word is for wicked. Also, also you know, if, you, um, if you're rebellious, it's kind of as like witchcraft too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too, which is also wicked. That word uh, translated as wickedly in Deuteronomy 9.18 is the word ra, which means bad, evil, unpleasing, displeasing, uh, evil in thoughts, deeds, actions. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, run that back. You said evil in. See how all this is connecting. It's y'all? evil in thoughts. So you can have evil thoughts. It's not just actual deeds that you do, but it's also thoughts. But that word so is it's in the. Yeah, before uh, we get too deep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow down real quick. Before we get too deep, let's just connect this simply for everybody who's, who's understanding, okay? Perfection and righteousness are equal. And you achieve these by doing the Father's law with your whole heart and with your whole mind. If you are not keeping his law intentionally or you're kind of halfway in it, you don't really want to do it, but you're kind of doing it because you feel like you got to. You're lukewarm. He's going to spit you out. Sorry. You are wicked. Therefore, imperfect. You do it with your heart, perfect. Now, there's there's more to the word perfect. We define it in Hebrew. There's more going on there. So yeah. Um, but the main thing that we really want to get across to you all tonight is that, or today, whenever you're listening, is that you cannot achieve perfect. Perfection is achievable, but you cannot achieve it if you are not keeping Torah. That is how you with your perfection. whole heart. With your whole heart, and that is how you are righteous. Righteousness and perfection are linked. That's the command. Love Yahuwah, your father, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Shema yeah. Random, Random insert. Y'all spoke on the scriptures being Emmanuel. Shout out to Rizzo from Wu-Tang. He got a song called Bible, which the acronym for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Y'all should check that song out when you get a chance. How much cussing they got in it? You know, it's, it's Wu-Tang. 
it's really it's really not that much cussing in it. He's being he's pretty informative. It's a you know, there's maybe a few words in there, but it's Wu Tang coming at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It just I like that song because of the acronym that he used for it. The instructions manual. You're not gonna open up uh a thousand piece set in your household without even glancing at the manual and try to put it together. I'm going to look at yeah. the picture. Yeah, at least, at least you're, going you're, to, you're looking at the manual, <laughs> you, you, you got something as an example. You, you need an example. You uh, have an example. I do you're need an example. You're right, you're right. I do yeah. need some guidance. I just can't look at the picture and just do it. You can't just open up that set, pour all them pieces out, not and look at start, Just start just putting it together. Start putting stuff together. Yeah, even if you're looking at the pictures, that's still part of the manual. Right. Come See on, I mean? man. Now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's leaning on your own understanding. Oh, mm. you only got like a snapshot of it, but you ain't got the full, the full you know thing. How can I make this bread pudding without putting the raisins in it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, first of all, you don't need raisins. Whoa. Bread pudding. Well, hold on. Yes, no. yes. I mean, you no. don't need it, but it's it's good. It's essential. No, no. no. Okay, that, so we kind of we kind of we kind of digress to something yeah, else. That is, that is unrighteous, but we're going to go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, you crazy. That is, that, is, that is against the manual. Yo, yo no, so we, don't, we don't do raisins out here. Wow. We don't do that raisins? Unclean. Wow. You tripping. Not for unclean. the panel. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't speak unclean. For the panel. He's not speaking for everybody. <laughs> grapes, gr- the father made grapes with juice in them. <laughs> you don't even drink bitter wine. Because I don't drink dry wine. Dry wine, it's how you have a dry liquid, but we getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah we getting off topic. Okay, so um, one thing, so, one thing. So I'm gonna I'm just land, run run it back for. Um, I have delighted to do your desire or your pleasure, oh my Elohim, and your Torah is within my heart. Mm-hmm. This is Psalms 40 and eight, and also uh, Psalms 19, starting at. Uh, Verse seven, the Torah of Yahuwah or the instructions of Yahuwah is perfect. So his his instructions are perfect and they bring back the being. I love that the witness of Yahuwah is trustworthy, making wise the simple. So, so, so it's also wisdom. Oh, yeah, it's wisdom. So when you read about wisdom in the scripture, righteousness is also connected to wisdom. Uh-huh. Man, righteousness is connected to a lot. Yeah. Oh. See, seems like you can't get too much done without being righteous, huh? Hey, all right. And it's gl- I'm glad you said that. Because you just read Psalms, uh, what was that, 19, right? Oh, yeah. You want me to keep going or you want to go? I I want to jump back to chapter right before that. Oh, you want to um, go to 18. This Psalm 18, verses 19 through 21. It says, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Yahuwah rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands has he recompensed me. For I have guarded the ways of Yahuwah and, and have not wickedly departed from my Elohim. He so, is, was rewarded according to his righteousness. So the way that we said earlier, you're building up like a record of yourself or a collection of your deeds, you will be rewarded according to what you know what I'm saying? That scale talking about. Hey, um, keep keep reading. Okay. You said keep reading. Start, start uh, 
Matter of fact, just stop. Just start back in nineteen and just keep reading down to uh twenty three. Okay. Matter start. of fact, matter of fact, go to uh. There go. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's see. All right. I'm, uh, yeah. Just. Just. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, start back. From, I'm gonna read it from the nineteen again. And yeah. Yeah. Just go tell ahead. When to stop. I got you. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Yahuwah rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, as he recompensed me. For I have guarded the ways of Yahuwah mm. and have not wickedly departed from my Elohim. Mm-hmm. For all his judgments were before me and did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him and I guarded myself from my iniquity. Stop right there. I'm reading the TS 2009. So it says at verse, uh, what is it? 21. For I have guarded the ways of Yahuwah. And I have not acted wrongly against my Elohim, for all his right rulings are before me, and I did not turn from his laws. And I am perfect before him. Um, and I guarded myself from crookedness. Mm. Dang. Reverse 24. Just do it. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to reverse 24 again? I'm going to reverse 24 again. Hold on. Let me get back to it. 23, right? 23 or 24? 24. Oh, hold on. 24? 24 says, and Yahuwah repays me according to my righteousness, according okay. to the cleanness of my hands before, uh, what is it, before his eyes. Mm. But 23 says, you know, I, I'm perfect before mm-hmm. him, and I guard myself from my crookedness, because why? I did not turn from his laws, and his right rulings are before me. Um, okay, so here's one. I don't, I don't know why we didn't go here at all. What? Psalms one and one, Psalms one and one through you, three. You said mm-hmm. that last. Mm-hmm. What you say that? You said that in uh. I think so. What episode yeah. was that? I don't know. But I'm talking about in this episode. Go oh run yeah, it, run it back. Yeah, run it back. So, run it. English translates the word as blessed. Mm-hmm. So most people know the word blessed as Baruch, Barakah, something of that nature. The Hebrew word there is a little different. So the Hebrew word that I believe is Asher, Asher, is something along those lines. I can't remember, but it's not Baruch. And it and more accurately translates to happy. Yeah. So happy sure, is the sure. man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the sorrowful, but his delight is in the Torah, the instructions, the law of Yahuwah, and in his law or Torah or instructions, he meditates day and night. Now when it says meditate here, it does not mean sitting in a lotus stance. With, with your fingers, like yeah, sitting your fingers up, going um. That's not what it means by meditate. Look, fam, yoga is not the way. Yeah, it, that's not what it means by meditate. But I really want people. I really want everyone to focus on verse three here. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also should not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Pay it. Have y'all ever actually seen trees by a river? Have y'all seen how like healthy them things are? How strong they are? Those like the they got the thickest trunks and everything. Like those those some pretty solid trees. Now if you go to a little further away from a river, I'm not saying you're not gonna have solid trees. They get narrower, but they get a little thinner. Easier to knock down. Mm. Easier to knock down. But those trees by by the water, those things are thick, man. You can't just go in there with it with an axe. You it it would take some time to really cut something like that down. That is true, right? That is true. So. When you are following his Torah, but you're not just following it, you're doing it because you genuinely love him 
and you love his commandments, Joy and gladness. you enjoy it. There is a level of prosperity that is going to come to you on this side, right? Because A, he's going to give it to you. But B, because a lot of the commandments, if you just look at them just on a common sense level, they are designed to give you life. They're designed to protect you from doing stupid stuff. You said designed to give you what? Life. Mm. Both. And how to treat yeah, your fellow man. Both on and this side. And how to serve the father. And on the other side. They're going to give you eternal life. There's, there's, there's way too many benefits here for some of these small things you know, it's it's way too many benefits to keeping in the commandments. And I want to add this too because I was reading Josephus once uh, against Apion, and one thing Josephus says, and even in the United States, with we're gonna, I, I'll treat Torah as law again instead of instructions. Um, even in the United States, he said it's an art form in, in all of you all's cultures to study how to get around your laws, and that's true. When you go to law school, when you see all these lawyers. Majority of the time, what they're doing is they're studying and looking for loopholes in U.S. code so they can get away with doing something, figure out how to sue somebody, whatever the case may be. You have to be the opposite. Right? I remember one time when I was at work, um, it was something that they wanted me to do on, on Shabbat. And it wasn't like work-related. It was something else. And I was like, no, nah, you know, it's Shabbat. And they were like, well, can't you do this, this, and this? So I was like, well, you know, no, nah, no. Nah. And he was like... Well, you know, I thought you would have some type of loophole or something, you know, because a lot of times people, when they do things, they're looking for loopholes. They're looking for ways around stuff, right? Which when you're looking for a loophole, it's typically because you're trying to get around it because you don't want to really do it in the first place. Your heart's not in it. Your heart's not really in it. Self-justification. Right. So I, I'm a shout out one false doctrine that really gets to me because I've seen too many women in particular, but also men get hurt by this. And yes, men have been hurt by this which is the sexist marriage doctrine, right? That is one that a lot of people are looking at scripture and they're trying to find a loophole like, oh, wait, sex is marriage? Cool. And they and then all of a sudden they're married after meeting this person two days ago. Why would you want to commit a lifelong relationship to somebody you just met two days ago? But you, it's because you wanted the sex. Okay. Yeah, he's, he was trying to fall in that thing. Yeah, but you thought you had a loophole. But you fell into a deep ditch. Yeah, you thought you had a loophole. So y'all can't be doing that. Don't look. If you're looking for loopholes, your heart's not in it. It needs to be the opposite. You need to be studying it, meditating on it, trying to learn it. Get to a point where you don't necessarily, whether it, in Galatians where it says the law is a schoolmaster, right? It's a schoolmaster because like when you're in school, if when you're first learning something, you need to keep referencing it. But at some point in time, it needs to get in your heart to where you don't necessarily have to open Genesis or open Deuteronomy to know, hey, I'm not supposed to do this. Hey, this is what happened. This is what I need to do. Foundational stuff. Right. That's that's what these things mean. This is what, how you're supposed to be doing things. Don't be like the Gentiles that you're trying to criticize and trying to find loopholes for Torah. Hey, uh, Nassar, what did you say about uh, this difference between the spirit of the law and the letter of the law? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Um so when he said that the word is life, it's designed to give us life. Uh, the Messiah said, I've, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Um, and, and But then it says in John, it says, uh, and the word was Elohim. So the Torah was Elohim. He's called the living word. So um, as was just uh, explained um, in the scriptures that 
about the tree planted by water and how it gives us life. His word indeed, indeed does give us life. But as far as you said, spirit and truth. Yeah, you said some about um. There's a difference between I think you said. Oh, the spirit of the law and the yeah. letter of the law. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. because we had just mentioned <clears throat> we can we can mechanically uh, fulfill um, Torah, but if if there's no uh, willful desire and passion uh, in your inward part to doing it, you're still missing it. You failed at uh, the spirit of the letter, um, which is I define in that word. You can still be evil in your thoughts and deeds. Um, but that's all that is. Uh, so when you said like mechanically and in thoughts and deeds is, could that be understood as flesh? Yes. So let's say I sin, I give, I go to the priest, I make my tome, I give my sacrifice, my animal to the, um, the high priest to the high priest, but I still have so much hatred and disdain for one of my family members, or or uh, or my brothers. I'm still failing. I'm still missing the mark. I still have evil in me, so I'm still missing the spirit of the law. Hmm. Interesting. Um, John six sixty three. It is the ruach or the spirit that gives life. The flesh doesn't profit anything at all. The words that I speak to you are Ruach, our spirit, and our life. So, once again, inward parts, heart. This is where the Ruach, the spirit, resides. Um, let me see. It was something else I, I wanted to go to. Um but I'm not uh I'm not hearing it right now. So continue, Aki. But uh we're talking about the spirit. The purpose of the schoolmaster, the the end goal which will happen, uh the purpose of the renewed covenant is to get these things written on our heart. When it's written on your heart, now you're now you're um now you're starting to or you are fulfilling the spirit of the law because it's it's coming from it's coming from inside of you. It is your delight. You desire to do his will. When you get there, now now you are perfect or being perfected because it says be ye perfect for I am perfect. Because perfect is a, is a stance of the heart, which uh, we've spoken. I like... Y'all go ahead, Aki. Uh, I, like, I like and I like how you put that because guess what they're going to have to do in Shamayin? What, what, what we call, what you'll call heaven when we say Shamayin, that's what I'm referring to. Guess what you're going to have to do there? The keep, law. Keep the law. You're going to have to do Torah and Shamayim. So if you can't find the delight in it now, that's like... Well, some people are. Some people ain't even going to make it. Right. Into but, the kingdom. Th- and that, that would be definitely a reason why you wouldn't. And if I all, got a club... And we all trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking about like no crazy club. I'm just talking about like, you know what I'm saying, a little club. We got this podcast going right now. Why would we invite you onto this panel or even make you part of a guest or anything like that if I know for a fact you discussed everything that we even speaking on right now you wouldn't even make it through the door so if you can't find the joy and passion in it through the Ruach or the Spirit right now 
What make you think you that you're going to get? Time. Come on, everything in Torah time, is the earthly aspect of what's done in Shamayim in the first place. And we gotta we gotta clarify because there is a scripture I can't think of it now. I believe it's in Jeremiah that says that He's going to cause you to walk in His commandments. He's going to cause you to walk in His Torah, right? But I think the thing people are not understanding is the Father does not want to make you do something you don't want to do in the first place, right? So he wants you to know now while you have options that you want to be with him, that you want to follow his commandments. Then he'll say, okay, I'm going to go ahead. I'll cause you to walk in this. But if you really don't want to do it, and he knows deep down you don't want to do it, he ain't going to make you. Um, it's actually Ezekiel, like he. Yeah, Ezekiel. So Ezekiel 36 and 27, I'm read from the uh, ESV. And I will put my Ruach on my spirit within you and will cause you to walk in my statutes and to be careful to obey my rules. So when we're talking about like walking in the spirit or or somebody, someone says talking in the spirit, it, what that means is that uh, his will is embedded in you to where you do it naturally. Uh, and I can say I have a position now when I'm walking in public I have a certain uh a certain ha- I have an eye for the elderly. So if I'm if I'm out in public, if I see uh um one of the elderly needs help, I go to them, but that's also something that's explained in um in the law as well about respecting and giving honor um to your elders, but that's one of the things um that was embedded me embedded in me from the Torah. So uh, now when I'm I'm living and doing my day-to-day affairs, I do it naturally. If I'm fighting myself, trying to make myself not trying to do that, if I try to avoid it because it's already in me now. Oh, man, I got a perfect follow-up for that. It was it was probably like summertime last year. Uh, we was just in the backyard. Well, I was in the back room of my house, and I see the dog run pet, like just sitting at the back door. It's like, where in the world this little dog come from? So we go, me and my Isha would go outside. He um he ain't even running from us. He just walked across the street. So I go get him. I'm like, somebody, it's somebody dog. We gotta figure out who dog this is. So we walk down the street, like walk around the neighborhood like two, three times just to hopefully see somebody, you know what I'm saying? Maybe look out their window or see their dog or whatever. And it just so happened that we didn't see it. That well, nobody came out to check on him or whatever. So we put him in the, one of our pens that we got in the garage for the night. And he was fine, you know what I'm saying? He did good, whatever. And when I woke up, next morning I had to go work with my Isha. I had heard him start howling. And she was like, that howl sound real familiar. She was like, I think that's a neighbor dog up the street. So what she did was she went up the street, knocked on, like, the next afternoon, went up the street, knocked on the door. And he was like, yo, why are we been looking for him all day, da, da, da. So they found him. And I, it literally just so happened, like, a little while after that, I read the scripture in Torah where it says, if your neighbor's cattle, goes missing, mm-hmm. that you're supposed to take care of that cattle for him. Like, especially if it's in the wintertime, you put him up, make sure he good and everything like that, and you go take him back to that. That in itself is like, mm-hmm. you know same, what I'm saying? Same thing. Like, we didn't even know, we didn't even think about that and in that aspect, but the Father had just mm. put it in us. It's to, written on your heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was Barack Yahuwah for that. It was just amazing. Um, When all the... We're talking about righteousness, talking about having his Torah written upon our heart, 
loving his Torah with all of our heart, having the Ruach within us, and the Ruach is what gives life. I think we hit it one time. We actually did. We hit it one time because we talked about Abraham, but we didn't emphasize it. You got to believe that this stuff is true and this stuff is that, that these things are. You have to have this belief that this is true. You have to have this this confidence in it that, yo, if I'm doing this, the father's going to be pleased with me. If you that, don't believe this, I don't know why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. How do you get belief? You, belief comes by hearing. What verse is that? Romans um, 10, 17. I mean, I got another one for belief, too. Bring both. All right. Yeah. What, what you got for uh, belief comes by hearing? Mm-hmm. That was Romans 10, 17. Uh, the whole bring, thing. Bring, bring that out for me, Aki. You can get the other one. Yeah. Okay, Romans 10, 17. Uh, this is in the Seafair. It says, so then belief comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Elohim. Which we know what the word of the Father is now. His will. His Torah. Why I keep looking for that? Yeah, just speaking on what he just said, y'all should go read Hebrews chapter eleven. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter eleven is a breakdown of all major people in the scripture, and just on how by faith, by by belief, they were counted righteous. And I one of the, one of the greatest examples I I like to pull out was Moshe. Because it says that rather than being a top dog in the world power at that time, he was he would rather suffer with his people in the wilderness. Man, have y'all read up about Moses, man? He was the most humble man on the Moses, earth. but I don't think people realize how how Moses was not randomly picked by the Most High not to even. be in the position that he no. was in. He went through. He, he that, had his he had father. Some he, 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 oh yes, that man had some training. I don't yes. think people understand because a lot of times when people read things like they say, "Oh, I'm a slow tongue." Oh, he was a stutterer. He was in the third. That's not what that means. Moses had some training, and that man had some skills. That man was proficient. How do you? How in the world do you go from being a shepherd to taking hundreds of millions? Well, not hundreds of millions, but a couple million people to a mountain. And then after that, being able to lead multiple military campaigns. Campaign. Uh, matter of fact, I'm a, uh, how I, you do that? I got you for that. So I'm gonna go back to uh, the first part of Hebrews 11. So it says, "Belief is the substance of what is expected, mm-hmm. and the proof of what is not seen." Mm-hmm. I love that definition. You know, you don't you don't see it, but you know that the expectation of it is going to come to pass because this has been tried and true. The proof is in the pudding. Like Aki said earlier, it has been tried. It's, it's been, been tried, tried and true. So then I'm going to jump down. But you got to hear it. To yeah, You got to hear it. Jump down to um, verse 23. By belief, Moshe, Moses, Moshe, having been born, was hidden three months in his by his parents because they saw that he was a comely child. And we're not afraid of the sovereign's command or Pharaoh's commands. By belief, Moshe, having become great, refused to be called the son of the daughter of Pharaoh, choosing rather to be afflicted with the people of Elohim than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a time. Just think about that. Put that in perspective. That's like... Anyone out in this room right now, 
the no, I know we know what I'm saying we kind of know how everything really works in the world. But imagine the supreme power of this country come up to you and say, "Hey, come with us, man. Hey, look, bro, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You be top dog, da, da, da. you just can't do what this say right here." And you good looking? And you and you and you know you gonna get women? And you good looking? Like so And he said no. Nah. I'm turning down all of that and I'd rather go stay in booths in the wilderness. With people that cuss me out and halfway don't like me. Always doing the exact opposite of what I'm telling them to do. We're almost about to get us struck down every second chance we get. I'd rather go through that with them, cause them my people, rather than sit up here and be perfectly fine. For a time, because like we all know, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. The time you're gonna be dead longer than you alive. You want me to keep going? Nobody would have thought about that. Example. That's true. So I'm gonna uh, let me just run that back real quick. Um, by belief, Moses, Moshe, having become great, refused to be called the son of the daughter of Pharaoh, choosing rather to be afflicted with the people of Yahuwah then to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a time. Deeming the reproach of Mashiach or Messiah greater riches. So having the reproach of Mashiach, what does that mean? Being being afflicted in the way that Mashiach was afflicted. having those greater riches rather than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to that reward. By belief, he left Egypt or Mitzrayim, not fearing the wrath of the sovereign. Hold on. I thought we were taught that Moses ran because he was afraid. Not even. That's interesting. Most they weren't worried about nothing. It says that he left Egypt not fearing the wrath of the sovereign. So he had no fear of the wrath of the sovereign. But he was steadfast at seeing him who was invisible. Hmm. He feared disobeying the father mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more than he feared whatever Pharaoh could have done to him at that time. The prince of Egypt movie done got it wrong. Like I said, Chuck, and ask me how did I come to this or keep going to it fear and like you said in the uh verse 26 we said for he had re- respect until the recompense of the reward don't we read in the new in the new testament all the time it says when you get afflicted for this word count that count as it a on blessing. Yours. joy count it on delight that's, happiness that's, be glad about that because you building up you know what i'm saying a good rep- <laughs> rapport about yourself up and there. and listen y'all you're going to get tried one way or another. Some people get tried harder than others, but you will get tried, especially if you're new. When you had that first conversation with your family, you're going to get you're going to get tried. So don't don't get discouraged. Don't just understand it's that's just part of the game, man. Counting as joy, keep it rolling. That might be a little uh a little hard for some of you who are kind of going through that right now, you know, you just like just told your 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 cousin, your uncle, your mom, your grandmama don't want to talk to you. To, Baby, why are you acting like this? You know, it's it's just it's just part of it. You know, so count it as joy. Hey, you and don't even got it as bad as they had it back then. We yeah. had they them them people. It's some people. Some of them people had to kill their own family members. Mm-hmm. 
with the sword because they was doing wrong. Luckily for you, you just can deal. You can turn away from them and just not you can just walk away. But Levites had to kill their brothers. They had to kill their brothers. Man, and still on Hebrews eleven, I read down this a little bit. Uh, it's funny that we see a bunch of patriarchs and you know what I'm saying great men in this, but you also see in verse thirty one, it says by belief the harlot. Rakab or Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with Shalom, with peace. Oh, a foreigner. This was a person that obviously wasn't with Yasharal. This is a oh, foreigner, a stranger. Great was her faith. They, were, they crossed oh, over the Jordan. By whoa, whoa. Slow, great slow, was her faith. slow great down, wow. slow the roll. Like the Canaanite. Are you saying? Am I saying what? What did you say again? It says, verse 31, by what? belief. Oh, but hold on, hold on, hold on. This is Hebrews, right? This is Hebrews. This is the New Testament. The brick And a shot. book called Hebrews. Called Hebrews. Written to I Hebrews. Believe. Mm. By belief, verse 31, by belief, the harlot. Mind you, this was a woman that was not even esteemed in her where she was at. He was a harlot. A harlot. She was a whole... Well, I'm not going to say that. I'll tell a you right now. A whole whole outchill. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So, so that word for <laughs> harlot is portene, which means a woman who sells her body for sexual uses. All you got to do is listen to that first letter. It's porn. Any woman indulging yeah. in unlawful sexual like. intercourse, whether oh, for a game everything. or for luts. She's a prostitute. So, yes, she pornography is bad. She... So boom, this is this woman perish not because she believed enough to be like, hey, these are the people I'm supposed to be around. Not a, not only did she not die, but go reread Joshua. Her whole house was saved. Mm-hmm. Mm, hold hold on. So you talking about salvation? Salvation came to her home. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a whole episode in this stuff. Hold on, salvation. Salvation. She was she she her whole house was saved. So so so, so hold on. So, so do, do, what do you, you saying? Want the archaeological proof. So hold on. So unto her as righteousness. Let me let me let me just. It was counted to her as righteousness. That's what it said. That's so what let me. We gonna take from this. Oh okay okay. <laughs> <laughs> it don't literally say that, but we know through so, belief. So salvation came to her home. Okay, so Israel was uh coming out of Egypt. And they were in the land of Jericho. And uh, was it how many spies went out? Twelve initially. Hold on. Which, which, which time you talk about the spies? Were okay, yeah. If you're talking you talk about, about Jericho. Talking about Jericho. Talking about Jericho. Talking about Jericho. It was 12? No, I don't think it was it 12 in Jericho. 12. I think it was only a handful. I think it was like two or three. I can't remember. It's okay. So, so, okay. So, while, while we get the, uh, the intricate details of that, uh, I think that the main point of what I'm trying to say is that you had... Those, the people of Yahuwah, Yashra'al, Yisrael, Israel. Oh, I knew it was that. Two spies. Yeah, it was two spies, right? So two spies went out into the land of Jericho. And someone, was she from Jericho? She was from, uh, yep. So she she was from Jericho. So she was a stranger. She was someone from another nation. She hid the two spies. And when Yasha all overcame Jericho, her house and her family were delivered from death. And and not only 
did she hide them? Salvation. But the king of Jericho came to her and was like, yo, wait a minute. I know they in here. She was she st- she was brave enough to not turn against these two men who she know finna. She believed enough to like, oh, they they finna come out on top of this. I'm not finna give these men over. I think it says that because she had heard what Yahuwah had did for them. Yep. Come she on. heard what Yahuwah had did for them. See, she believed in Yahuwah. So Yahoo was like, all right. Yep. See, with righteousness, salvation, obedience. Ooh, yeah. Verse 9. What does it say? And she said unto the men, I know that Yahuwah have given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. But well, we have heard how Yahuwah dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, and when you came out of Mitzrayim or Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites. They had a reputation already, and she knew this. Yahuwah had a rep. play no games with the children of Yahuwah. Mm. Belief, man. Belief is uh, belief is the main ingredient. What would I always say? Belief will save your life. <laughs> <laughs> Belief is the main ingredient, man. And we see right there that somebody from another nation had belief in Yahuwah, had belief in what he did for his people and followed after it. And because of that belief that somebody else that did not receive instruction, did not receive Torah, but heard about it, you know, we heard that you were a righteous and a righteous and people with wisdom and that Yahuwah Elohim is with you. And they chose, she chose to follow after them. Belief, man. Belief. It is required. It is essential. Required. Essential in terms of obedience, in terms of following after this word. Because if it's not in your heart... That you don't believe in it. You out of balance. <laughs> Yo, you remove I'm, it, not, I'm not gonna do out that. Out of balance. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go in like so that. So Deuteronomy says something, but I can't find it right now. What does it say? But it actually does talk about how um when we're keeping the commandments, how other nations are supposed to look at us and say, Wow, oh what what, what wise, what yeah, wise yeah, and yeah, understanding yeah. people. Yeah, that's what I was going for. What wise and understanding so, people is this? For a lot of us who, who, and I don't want to stay too much on the Gentile thing, but even outside of Gentiles, oh. even even when we're talking about our own people. You're going to I'm going to break it out. Hello, yeah. It's Deuteronomy of Davidim, chapter 4, verses, verse 6. Well, I'll say verse 6 through 8. It says, Keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who have Elohim so nigh unto them, as Yahuwah Elohim is in all the things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law, which I set before you this day? So people should be looking at you, as an Israelite, as an awakened Israelite, let me use that term. Um, not just saying, okay, he's an Israelite, that's cool. 
not just thinking, yeah, we the, we we the people, we're gonna get back at the white man. Right? It has to be it has to be deeper than that. Right. And there's so much this just in that and of itself, I could go on a tangent, but we gotta we gotta focus on keeping the commandments not just for ourselves, but we represent the Father. So when you're keeping these commandments, when you're out here doing these things, you're keeping Torah, you need to be trying to make the Father look good in front of all these other people. And you can't, your, your focus can't be, I'm better than them. Your focus needs to be, I'm keeping the commandments. I'm doing what the Most High has told me to do because I love him, but also because I want to make him look good. Be and a when light. Pe- when other nations see you, be a light. When other nations see you, they should be looking at you saying, wow, this guy right here, man. Be perfect. His, his, perfect. his, and you know, we say Elohim, but let's be real. Most people in the world are going to say God. His God must be amazing. His, you know, they might occasionally start off saying, yeah, that sounds like too much. I wouldn't do that. But then as time goes on, they should start coming to really respect you. And even Proverbs talks about that. Again, I can't think of the actual scripture, the actual chapter and verse, but Proverbs even says that, that when you're, when you're righteous, even other people, will look, everybody's going to look at you and be like, just respect. They go, then I, I like the way that you put that is, I know it's not happening you many times because you always come to us talking yeah. to us about people that you've had conversations with that when they see you and they just listen to you talk for a little bit, we're like, yo, what? What do you be following? Like, what you what you believe in? Like, what's, what's your under, where you get your understanding mm-hmm. from? And then, because that's how it happens with me. It starts out with, yeah, I wouldn't do that. You got too many rules, man. But then as I start talking, and they start seeing how I live, they're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you a Hebrew, okay, yeah. And they start sometimes. Sometimes they they become more curious, and I can plant some seeds. But it always leads to some sort of respect. But you you got to be doing this. From the heart, not looking for loopholes, not treating it as a checklist. So, in closing, got a couple of things. One, examine yourself. Uh, ask Yahuwah to help you examine your heart. Is your heart truly in it? Tell him to strengthen up your belief in his word. And then I got a, uh, I got a story to tell. So, when I was at the, uh, the VA Medical Center... Um, it was crazy because I was actually supposed to go to another job, but, uh, I was told, Hey, you know, you ain't got to come into work today. So I'm like, bet hype. So I'm coming out of the building and this, this, uh, this guy walks up to me. He was like, Hey, um, can you, uh, can you, you know, give me something to eat or something like that? So I didn't have any money, uh, at the time. One, I, I, yeah, I didn't have any cash at the time. So um, I'm talking to him. He was like, man, you know, my family don't care about me. Don't nobody care about me. God don't care about me. So I just started talking to him about Yahuwah. And I said, man, Yahuwah cares about you. You know, Yahuwah has a desire for you and, and wants to show you favor and everything like that. So long story short, I ended up uh, driving him down to the homeless, uh, the homeless center. And uh, Yahoo allowed me to to buy him some stuff. Long story short, at the end of the day, once I walked away, he was like, man, you know, I ain't never had no one do the things like this for me. 
And I said, man, look, it's all praise and esteem to Yahuwah. He said, you know what? That's what I'm going to start saying. All praise and esteem to Yahuwah. And it brought real gladness to me because Yahuwah was shown through that. His, because he said, once again, he said that God had given up on him. But Yahuwah showed him love. So with that, um, we're going to end on, we're going to end on this. So uh, just something from numbers that uh, one of our beloved Aki, Elder Daoud, used to say, Yahuwah barak you and guard you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you, show favor to you. Yahuwah lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. Thus you shall put my name with the children of Yahshua all, and I myself shall barak them. So be it. So we say shalom to you all from bread and wine to you. Shalom. Shalom. All right. Yahuwah be with you. Shalom.